Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. The power is yours. <laughs> My name is Grace Jones. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I have my friend Rob the Movie Geek back again for a movie that we both have seen now for the first time called The Sting from 1973. Welcome, Rob. Hello, everyone. Yes, Ryan, I wanted to do The Sting because you have retro in your title of your podcast. And I feel that we have not really dove deep in the retro enough. I feel that we should be doing a lot of early 80s, if not 70s movies Mm. more often. And so... I gave you a list of films that, one, that we both haven't seen, and also that comes from the 70s, and this was the one that you chose. What gravitated you to this particular title out of my list? Well, they all sounded interesting, but there was something about this idea of mystery, of what was going to happen next kind of thing, and, and heists, and and then you see the star power, and, well, maybe this should be a movie that I see before I die, and leave this radical retro world. Yeah, it was unexpected but i'm glad that i saw it now much like two weeks ago when we spoke about dream a little dream that fever dream (laughs) of my past yeah so i was very curious about this movie too and also from my perspective i don't have a lot of oscar nominated movies under my belt that i've seen before so i figured this would be an opportunity to add more to that list maybe watch more oscar you know nominated and winning films from back in the day that I've never seen. You know, another one, I don't know if I put it on your on the list, but there is another one that I haven't seen that I should have watched by now. And unfortunately, I was just too young to remember it. I don't think I've ever seen the very first Rocky. Oh my before. God, such a classic. And, you know, I've watched, you know, some of the sequels. I have more memories with those, but the very first Rocky, no idea. Yeah, as far as Robert Redford, uh, if he's not in the MCU, the only other movie that I remember him and know him from is up close and personal with michelle Pfeiffer. oh yeah yeah that's, and that's pretty much paul it. <laughs> newman he's also in this movie so apparently with paul newman this man 
took a while for his career to take off, if not sustain a good career, because he had a lot of flops. Like, this was the movie to kind of put him back on the map. Before that, he wasn't doing so well. I'm actually pretty surprised by that. I thought that he was one of those classic, you know, very popular, you know, handsome men that was in every movie all the time. And maybe he was, but his movies weren't doing that well. So that's that was an interesting tidbit to find out. Before we begin our review, this is called Payback. We are going to play Radical This. Retro That. Retro That. Radical This. Retro That. Yes, haha. <laughs> Ryan has no idea that I did this, but he is getting his own list. Oh my god, oh no. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay, we're gonna start off easy, the little television. Oh, remind people what this is. <laughs> this is the game that I came up with, so original. It's basically, you take two properties, you compare one to the other, and you have to pick one, and the other one will cease to exist. Well, no, yes. that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so... Ryan did this to us on separate episodes to me and David, and now it is Ryan's turn. Completely blindsided on this review. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Carl Winslow or Danny Tanner? Oh my and god. And keep in mind, one of them just passed away, so you better... Re no, I'm totally kidding. Don't let that influence you. <laughs> Which character? <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna sound crazy, because I do love the other character, but Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, okay. Um, now let's do the women. We have Harriet Winslow or Lisa Landry. Oh! God. For those who don't know Lisa Landry, this is a uh, this is Jack A. Harry from um, Sister God. Sister. My God, I hate this game. We're never <laughs> doing it again. I can make it harder. You don't want me to make it harder. Do you this, want me to, is, this is already killing me because I'll I, throw in a third name and really mess you up before you do. Yeah, I've loved Harriet Winslow since I was a kid. <laughs> so is it seniority? Is that what it is? Or I'm, yes, I'm going by seniority because. Oh my god, I love everything that Jack A does, but I know. Harriet Winslow is just Harriet Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. He-Man or She-Ra? Oh, as I'm wearing a She-Ra shirt. Um, mm -hmm. I think She-Ra is the better show. That's not what I asked you. Okay. Oh, all right. But that's good to know. I didn't know that. That's something new. Oh I did not know that. It's it's better. Okay. Written much better. <sighs> He-Man. He-Man. Okay. <laughs> you just banished She-Ra. How dare you? <laughs> All right, Mumra or Skeletor? Oh my god, now I know. Now I know why this game is terrible. Okay, Mumra, actually. Mumra, Mumra. okay. Uh, Paige Matthews or Wrestler Paige? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I knew you'd like that one. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Paige. But Paige Matthews charmed. I'm sorry. Oh my god, you got rid of a real human. You're horrible. <laughs> okay, Sailor Moon oh. or, or Thundercats? Oh my god in heaven. Damn, you really, you really are going for payback. Oh my god. Thundercats? Oh, Why are you? <laughs> because I, I can't, I, oh my god, that's like children. People say when they have to choose their children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Thundercats. God Thundercats. help me. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Day of the Dead and Sugar Hill. I'm sure this is a no-brainer, but Sugar I... Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill? Over your favorite movie. Well, you picked Day of the Dead. So that's Dawn of the Dead, what I would have said Dawn of oh, the Dead. Oh, okay. Dawn of the Dead. That's what I meant. No, don't do it to me. No. Yeah, I can't believe I wrote Day of the Dead. It's in my notes. God damn. Okay, no, I meant Dawn of the Dead. <sighs> My bad. Oh, I can't even believe I said that. Yes, I meant Dawn, your favorite movie. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dawn Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Okay, no problem. Buffy or Dark Shadows? Oh! You are so loud in their ears right now. <laughs> I am going to break off, you. Rob is so good because he is pressing every button. I on just me right know now. you. That's he why. Does. He does. <sighs> Buffy. Buffy over Dark Shadows. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No. 
I will say Dark Shadows, I mean, my God, since fifth grade, but Buffy really did help me growing up. So cool. I'll say, I'll say Buffy. <laughs> Very good. Very good. TGIF or Snick? Oh my God, I'm sweating. I'm actually sweating. Could be the COVID, but oh my God, that is hard. I'll change it up because I already said Carl Winslow and Harriet. So people <laughs> know that I love that. Stay Snick. true to you. Would you have picked TJF? Stay true. At first I would have, but then I thought back to Are You Afraid of the Dark, Clarissa, Right, Cow. right, right. Snick. Okay. All right. Um, Afraid of the Dark or Goosebumps? Afraid of the Dark. Afraid of the Dark, hands down. Yes, thank you. Okay, you're that, was the easy, that was the easiest one I know. so far. You're going to hate me for this one. Cats or Rabbits? Oh my god. As he looks back at his two pets. <laughs> cats, just because rabbits are affectionate, but cats... My, my cat does show me so much affection. Okay, alright. The Olsen Twins or the Lowry Twins? Oh, Lowry twins. All the Lowry way. twins, okay. Resident Evil 2 or Resident Evil 4? Oh my god. Oh, I should have done Resident Evil 4 and Veronica because I think those are your two favorites, right? No, you got it right. No, you got it right. Okay, okay. Yeah, two or four. <sighs> RE2. Okay. I played the sh crap out I of that. Oh god, <laughs> part two is so good. So good. Spice Girls or S Club? I'm gonna throw this bottle. <laughs> oh my god in heaven. Wow. I'll just say S Club 7. I don't Over know why. I can't even I can't even believe I'm saying it. Wow. But, uh, uh, that's, I mean, this S Club series did do many things for me. So I think <laughs> you know a guy. I'm literally sweating over that. Okay. Steps or Whitney Houston? <laughs> oh, come the hell on. As I'm staring at my steps, I can't say no. I can't say no to Whitney Houston. Whit I, thank you. Thank I you. I can't say no to Whitney Houston. Respect I, I, the dead a little bit here. My no, I mean, I think honestly, if I had to go to an, a tropical island and they said music would cease to exist unless you picked one out, I think I would choose Whitney. Okay. All right. Uh, Grace Jones. <laughs> Grace Jones or Elvira. Oh my. This is actually really good because they're, <laughs> they're both characters in a way. I almost threw Pee Wee Herman in there and I was like, no, I got to do Grace Jones on this one. And my calves are sweating. I can't believe I'm going to say this either. Grace Jones. <laughs> Grace Jones. Okay. That's who I thought you would pick, by the way. Uh, Scream or I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh my God. God. <laughs> God help me. Rose McCann. Jennifer Love. Oh, sound is so yellow. Oh, God. Scream. Scream. Okay. Uh, Tiny Toons, Animaniacs. Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. Golden Girls theme song or the Jeffersons theme song? Oh, come on. Oh, God. I love moving on up. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. Both get me so pumped. I guess. Golden Girls. Golden Girls theme I mean, song. It is hard because I'm telling you, I used to sing the, the Jefferson's theme song in fifth. Speak of fifth grade again, I was in the playground and I was singing the Jefferson's theme song. No one knew what the hell I was singing. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think just the Golden Girls is just gets me slightly a little more pumped. All good. All good. I love both songs. Honestly, I don't think I could choose between the two either. So, all right. Jason Voorhees or Mike Myers? Or Michael Myers, I should say, not Mike Myers. <laughs> that would have been easy for me. Yeah. Honestly, I, as much as I love Halloween, I'm going Jason. Going Jason. Okay. The Julie Newmar Catwoman or Eartha Kitt Catwoman? I'm picking Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Eartha Kitt? Was there a specific reason? I did love both. There's something very likable to me about Eartha Kitt, though. I don't know why. I don't know. I've always liked her. <laughs> I mean, Julie Newmore, yes, perfect. But <laughs> Eartha Kitt, I like something about the way she played it, and she really can do a cat thing. Definitely, definitely. Michelle and Holly's Catwoman. I I have to say, Batman Returns. 
Okay, so Michelle's Catwoman. Catwoman. Okay. Okay, your favorite Batman. I like... I didn't mind Val Kilmer, but Adam West. Adam West is your favorite Batman. Okay. Um, your favorite Bruce Wayne. Oh. I was going to say George Clooney. It's your favorite Bruce Wayne? <laughs> no, I won't. No, my favorite Bruce Wayne would be... Oh my god, there's so many. I'm going to double down Adam West. <laughs> okay. Now pick one. Adam West Batman or Adam West Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I see. Batman. I'll take the Batman with his bat dance. <laughs> okay. We're going to do the same thing with Spider-Man. Favorite oh. Spider-Man... Toby Maguire. Favorite Peter Parker. Tom Holland. And pick one. Toby Maguire. Okay. Interesting. All right. Snapple or Fruitopia? I did love me some peach Snapple, so I gotta say Snapple. Snapple. Okay. Groot or Grogu? Grogu Baby Yoda. Okay. All right. Grease 2 or Practical Magic? That's it. We're hanging up. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> If I kept Grease, Charmed would still exist, right? <laughs> Grease 2! Grease 2! Okay. Uh, Scooby-Doo or Inspector Gadget? Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Rugrats or Muppet Babies? Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies! Okay. And the last one, Clueless or Mean Girls? As if. <laughs> I'm going Alicia Silverstone Clueless. Okay. And that concludes... Damn! The game. That concludes the last Radical This or Radical That. You heard it here, folks. Honestly, Rob, you did amazing. He had me freaking sweating. Thank you. Thank you. And now here's a message from our friends at No More Late Fees. Throw on your Jinkas, Baby Tees, and Doc Martens, grab your Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper, and join Jackie and Danielle on a journey to the late 90s as we reminisce about the movies of our youth on the No More Late Fees podcast. Don't forget your flannel and butterfly clips. And remember, be kind and rewind. So what was it that you heard about this movie to add to that list? Did you hear the plot as well? Or it was just a random, well, this is on an Academy Award winning list. That's that's literally what it was. You know, like wow. I've, heard a, I've heard a few people talk about The Sting, but not in a sense of like, why? They were just like, oh, it's a movie that people have seen. It's, it's reclaimed. It's on other lists of greatest whatever. And I know of Robert Redford, so I was like, why not? I had no idea what this movie was about. But the title would hint that there there is some kind of con going on that's all i know but for it to be this sort of like oceans 11 sort of revenge sort of story once i found that out I was more interested in this movie than before. The fact that this was to bring justice to a man that was, you know, lost. Yeah. I found the reason for these bad guys going after bad guys to be a lot more enjoyable and and more um, connected with the characters in the story. Not that I'm like, oh, I, you know, criminals shouldn't be going after criminals. I need a good reason for it. No, it's not like that. It's just that if I want these people to succeed, succeed and i i'm i'm there for the cause make sure it's for a good reason and not just to have like a bro movie and i found the movie i found the reasoning to be great so what is this movie about for con men and criminals everyone in this group the side that we are supposed to root for are really likable too they seem to all have fun and get along it's described rob as a comedy crime drama i can see that so okay so the only comedy i really got out of it was that they used old time let's say title cards between each section of the movie was introduced of the part of the operation that they were doing and they would yeah play this it was the stages of the time song i believe it's actually called ragtime yeah it's ragtime it's ragtime so they would play that and i thought that was upbeat and everything but i wouldn't say comedy as the first thing as it has here on imd comedy crime drama so i mean i i could be saying this wrong you know i'm sure somebody will have more of a definitive 
definitive answer to this question, but when you think of a film that goes in the category or genre of comedy, it doesn't necessarily need to have ha-ha funny moments in mm. order for it to be a comedy. A comedy, I think, just differs from drama where it's not so heavy in emotion. There's lightheartedness. It's the fun aspect of pulling the con. It's also just little things here and there where there's like big smiles, maybe even a chase or two or things like that that would go under the comedy feel because it has sort of like a lighthearted, happier sort of vibe to something that could be tragedy. Does that make sense? Definitely. So like you've got a mob going after this guy trying to kill him. You've got gangsters, you know, betting on horses and all like there's a lot of things that in the real world would be seen as not necessarily tragic, but a little bit serious. And this is the lighthearted version of bad people being bad. Does that make sense? Perfectly described. So, that, so to me, I feel this is why it could be considered a comedy because you're taking something that generally would not be taken like a joke and they're putting a little bit of a lighthearted spin to it. Uh, you know what? I could see that, especially the part when they have this whole fake operation of they have to get in and out of certain places to pretend that the, you know, they're workers. That was actually, it was fun. It was fun, I would say. I wasn't like, ha ha ha, but like Rob said, it was played for lighthearted in, in ways, so I get that. There was one scene in particular that I thought that was so funny, was he, uh, Hooker, uh, Redford's character, gets picked up and he's like, you're riding with me from Lonigan, right? Ooh, and he's in yes. the middle of the back seat between Lonigan and his right-hand man. And before the transition to the next scene, Hooker looks at the right-hand man and just gives them this big grin. And it's just kind of like, you know, hey, how you doing? Or like, you know, like, what? why so serious? Or so he just gave him this big grin, trying to like, you know, it, it's not that serious, right? You know, and I just, it was just out of nowhere, but it was just Redford just being Redford, just this like cool, collected guy. Right. You know, being like, oh, we're just vibing, we're writing hey you know we're buddies or whatever and it was just something like that i just thought was part of the comedy i think so that in particular stood out to me so rob this is the 1973 american caper film set in september of 1936 involving a complicated plot by two professional drifters paul newman and robert redford a con mob boss played by robert shaw and the film was directed by george roy hill who had directed newman and redford in the western butch cassidy and the sun dance kid and this movie was released on christmas day in 1973 and rob evidently it was such a hit because people went over and over again to catch the clues that they might have missed i love this i i had no idea that's awesome it got the titanic treatment of repeated yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool right off the bat we get the intro with ragtime we're taken into this 1936 honestly and it makes sense i read that the director used different colors choices and use older style of recording and capturing older techniques from Hollywood's past which I think honestly does make the film feel even more dated in a good way that it is like 1936. I love the opening to this the the players you know when you call yeah. your cast the players and it's got the drama and comedy mask and you're introducing every single character with visual moving picture next to their name all of that was very retro very old school I really enjoyed the opening to this movie. Seven Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Writer, Best Art Director, Best Film Editing, Best Music, and Best Costume Designer, Rob, but I thought this was really something. The costume designer, Edith Head, won her eighth Oscar for this movie, right? And she said, just imagine dressing the two most handsome men in the world and then getting this, the Academy Award. But this is the best part. Years later, Later, the costume illustrator sued her for taking all the credit because she designed all the looks them and the other woman just did them but the actual designer didn't get any credit for it Ooh. oh wow crazy interesting little story well it's also interesting that out of all of the players only one person was nominated for an oscar and that was redford because paul newman i gotta say there's one part they're on a train and he's playing this part of this really trashy 
passing gas, wiping his nose on a tie kind of thing. And he plays this whole scene fantastic, making this mobster, this this other criminal, furious. Sorry I'm late, guys. I was taking a crap. The name's Shaw. Mr. Shaw, meet Mr. Jameson from Chicago. How are you? Mr. Lombard from Philadelphia. Yeah. Mr. Lonigan from New York. Pleased to meet you. Mr. Clayton, Pittsburgh. Say, any of you guys want to make a little book in Chicago, I'm the guy to see. Well, just him in the poker room, he constantly getting his name, you know, the Lanigan's name wrong and the way that he was just, you know, vibing with everyone. And, and that that was a really good scene, too. And Newman's just doing that card trick over and over again, practicing, getting the ace up, making sure it comes oh, up. Oh, yeah, the that right was part. pretty cool. That was really good, too. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, I was I was actually surprised that nobody else got nominated. Unfortunately, for the best actress category, they probably didn't have anybody to pull from because this movie lacked a certain gender i mean it definitely did not go unnoticed that there was a lack of female characters in this movie you mean you didn't like loretta salino the mob stuff her name is loretta salino (laughs) man that was crazy so again before we go any further there is aspects of this movie that may be a bit surprising and twists and stuff so danger will robinson danger no will robinson you are now entering the spoiler zone Danger! I suggest watching this film before going on, but yeah, we'll probably talk about stuff that's not really given away right away. First surprise, though, was the language that was used early on. It, it's it's that part of the time where it's, I mean, I'm still juggling on why, you know, the N-word is used in, in most movies, especially today. But back in the day, for some reason, this movie wouldn't feel as real as it could be if it wasn't used. I mean, I don't think that I mean there are aspects of racism in this movie but the movie didn't really focus on the idea of black versus white so to have this word used as much as it was which wasn't a lot but it was more than it needed to be because I feel that the point still would have come across the way that it did without the use of it but we have to you know showcase the time that it was back then and back then I guess that word was used more than usual but what I will say that I enjoyed that most of our characters, especially our protagonist Hooker, had a best friend or a really good partner and likeness to a African-American character in a time when it was wrong to be friends with them. Luther Coleman, yeah. Yeah, Luther Coleman. So you've got people, you know, calling him an in lover and all this stuff. And he stood by his friend 100%. He was totally embraced by his entire family, you know, when he came that over. That was wonderful. The whole family, they liked him. He liked them. So there was never really a, a heavy part in this movie where it was like shunning Hooker for being friends with black people. So I feel the word just was unnecessary to begin with. If you wanted to make sure that the bad guys were the bad guys by saying it, it's whatever i just feel that it just didn't need to be said but regardless of that i love the fact that this whole con was to get back at someone who had you know killed him yes. and it was in revenge of this very nice man who wanted out of the game and felt he wanted to move on and do good with his life and didn't get the chance to do that and so this whole thing isn't because i want more money and i just want to take the top guy out because i can't no it was he was avenging his friend and it just happened to be a black guy and i really like that two things i want to say regarding luther first of all did you know that luther and hooker were working together on that initial con that example of how good grifters they are blew my mind that i had no idea i agree and i don't know why i thought that was going to be the last thing that blows your mind but from the start from the first what five minutes it's already okay okay we're in a ride already yeah no that's that scene was really good and it worked and this is how it all sort of like initiated this initial con basically put them in the crosshairs of a very important gangster a mobster a man who just has lots of money and sort of runs the town and they pulled a con on the wrong guy and so because of this this guy put out a lot of people to look for these for hooker and luther and they were both found but unfortunately luther paid the price which then brings me to my next thing is do you believe that Luther refused to give up his share of the money. 
because how did hooker end up alive but luther was beat to death did they throw him out a window too so hooker even though he did give him some money yeah he still should have gotten his ass beat and so we don't get to see the interaction with how luther handled everything but it's like he paid the price while hooker didn't and i'm just like noticing a difference between the two which is the obvious let's just kill this black dude and get him out of the way but this white dude gets to walk away free just being pushed against the wall a couple of times i had a little bit of problem with that but again i know that hooker gave him some money to kind of like ease up on him do you think luther just refused altogether like i'm not giving it to you and that's why he was beaten now either he tried to do this at the well what are you talking about i wasn't involved thing too much but i think it was more just like you said they just wanted to get rid of him take him out yeah it's whatever i know it was part of the progression of the story but it just it just kind of irks me it drives the rest of the movie but you're right there was a difference between the two yeah so that kind of sucks also the the other thing was just the idea of grifters you know like you get into this game and when it's not to say that it's so easy but when you get into it and it's become a part of your life you know how do you just walk away from easy money like that how do you turn around and do things by the book you know like it's in it's in your blood like you like it's just funny how luther was just ready to settle down and just be done with all of this and hooker was like i can't lose my best guy that i worked with and yada yada you know so I found those scenes to be really good in the beginning, so. It makes it even sadder because you're like, wow, this guy wanted to get out. It's always when the people are trying to get out that they get either pulled back in or get taken out. It is so sad. Now, Redford's character is not necessarily the biggest con man. You know, he obviously has a lot to learn, but he does it very well. What was confusing to me is that with his winnings from this first con, he took it to a roulette table and lost. damn. Um, he lost this money because the roulette wheel was rigged you would think that a con man as good as him knows that roulette wheels can be rigged so him being super surprised that he lost made absolutely no sense I thought there was going to be a twist with that too along the lines, but no, nothing ever happened besides. He lost I mean, the I money. think he kind of realized that it was rigged afterwards, but nothing happened, right? He was just like, oh, well. he gave he gave a look to the guy, like, oh. Well, I, I can only guess that it was to showcase that he's not as cool and collected and smart as he could <laughs> right. be. That right. he's still doing very spontaneous like stuff that isn't good for him. So, I, don't, I mean, he didn't have a gambling problem or anything, but I guess he was just overly confident. Maybe mm-hmm. a little cocky, I guess. He was the young guy. He's supposed to be the young Luke Skywalker who's going to learn from the Obi-Wan, the Yoda. <sighs> Very terrifying to see, well, not terrifying, but it was very, I was very into it when Redford notices, like, if I'm getting attacked for this money, that means Luther is. And he immediately runs yes. to a phone. It took me a while to really click in my head, like, he what did that he- woman. Oh my god, that was so funny. I'm sorry, I thought that was funny. And that again was another part of the comedy thing because his, the other guy that he worked with came over and the woman decides to hit him with a purse. That to me I thought was funny, but it took me a while to really realize what exactly he was running from. I was All of a sudden he just had a thought and ran. And I was like, oh, yeah. he's trying to warn Luther. I forgot all about that. I don't know how these guys found him. How did they find them? Especially, it's not like nowadays that you could say, oh, we tracked you with this. Yeah. Unless they 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 leaned on p- other people and were like, do you know anything about these two that do this this racket out here kind of thing? Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. How did, I thought the same thing. How did they find them? Two separate locations. He pulled that woman out so quick. I just could But I mean, it's between life and death. What do you want? You know? <laughs> I mean, he yanked her. Yeah. And then the other guy hid in the booth and tried to like shield himself from the thing. But I mean, between Robert and, and Paul Newman, you know, like Paul Newman is the expert. He's the official, like people know his name, even though he's not really in the game as much anymore. Everybody knows who he is. Go to him, learn a thing or two. And then they both agree to do a big con which is get back at this guy what did you think about the 
chemistry and pairing of the two of them. I think it's just that they have this uh, this uh, natural charm to begin with. That's why they have these names that they kind of... These dudes could have had charm, though, with probably a lot of co-stars. Because I even enjoyed the scenes early on with Henry and Luther. I thought that he had chemistry with the two of them as well. Like, you believe that they were old friends and happy that they did this thing. So either it's just they're great actors or... I wouldn't say, though, that this was such a, a mentor friend brother kind of thing that it was blown away by by any means honestly yeah i would agree with that and just to go on top of that like what did you think overall of this movie did you end up liking it i ended up liking it because every time i thought i had it figured out the ending blew my mind I mean, it didn't in one way, but then when it actually happened, and again, spoiler, so I was like, wow, you know what? It did have enough twists and turns that I was surprised every time something happened. So I'll give it that. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on Oscar movies or if you watch them every year, but do you feel that this was the best movie of that year, that this is a contender of that? I'm not saying pick one that was better than this, but do you feel that after watching this movie, it makes sense that it was nominated for all these Oscars, or do you feel it was just like a movie? You know what? I think maybe the fact that it harkens back to this generation, the 1936, the Depression era, I think that always helps a movie get charm, honestly. I feel like a lot of these movies, I guess even in the 70s, these movies that go back to a certain time period always get these Oscar nominations for some reason. The Oscars love a good throwback movie i feel anyway so i mean going by the list here there are some big names that year as well but wow i mean this this seemed to be the movie of the year 1973 well what do you think i like this movie i i thought it was fun i i enjoyed you know watching newman and redford you know do their thing and act it was also a joy to watch elaine brennan miss peacock in this movie i had no idea that she was in this oh my god they gave her the walk did you notice in most scenes they just they just filmed her doing a walk and it was amazing she really had a presence on screen i, I agree i yeah. agree the movie was a little long i will be honest with you it did not grab and hold on to my attention i was doing other things while i was watching it but i was still into it and and paying attention to the story but i wasn't like completely grabbed by it right I have my thoughts about Oscar films and whatnot. I think this movie makes total sense that it was nominated. As far as Best Picture, I would have to watch the other films to kind of make that decision. But I thought it was an okay movie. Well, the Oscars too, I, I do feel they're biased in a lot of ways. It's voted within Hollywood. So, I mean, there's going to be a bias there. I, I don't necessarily think the movies they pick are the best movies. And there's some genres that totally get left out all the time. I mean, how many horror movies have you seen that you're like, well, this is a performance, but you know they'll never get a nomination for anything thing nope <laughs> nope but i will say the the music throughout this movie especially you know the ragtime but just about everything else are is music that you would hear on an ice cream truck on a sunday <laughs> I mean, every single tune you, I swear you've heard from an ice cream truck in one, in some point in your life. It wasn't from Frontierland in Disney. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, that too. But no, love the music. It was very, the quirkiness of it was just, was just fun. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I love the, you know, the poster art of each stage of the con and just kind of describing what it is that's happening. I mean, this is a very long game situation. And to get two hours and nine minutes, by the way. Yeah. To get so many people involved to keep their mouth shut about the secret and not be intimidated to make it so believable. I want you guys to all think about Spider Man Far From Home and Mysterio. Just think about his con and plug it into 1973 because Mysterio took a few notes from the sting if you ask me Rob this was if this was a real like sting operation this is the operation of operations because even the police at the end I was sure that Henry was gonna turn on Hooker and give up everybody and it turns out the police were in on it too I couldn't believe it so when the FBI took Redford and questioned him and was like you gotta turn in you know, I don't get that though. That I don't know if it was 
I, I was thinking that Henry was testing him to see how loyal he was. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, if the cops were in on it, what was with that whole interrogation scene with him? But I guess, you know, Hooker just wasn't given the entire plan. I guess. Or was he and they just are the best method actors and they just oh. go through the whole motion. Well, maybe it was because if 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 Schneider was there, what was his name? That one cop that was dirty working with Lonigan. If oh, he yes. was in the room, uh, if William he was Schneider. in the, Schneider. William yes. Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. So if Schneider was in the room with him while he was getting interrogated, then they needed to definitely make that believable. Because remember, yeah. Snyder, Snyder was the bad cop that they knew was working with Lonigan. And I, I'm guessing that's and they wanted to make sure to out him or something i don't know but they couldn't tell him he wasn't a part of it remember he was hunting down hooker the whole time you're just reminding me the twist alone i will give it up to make this being a, a good movie because i wouldn't say fantastic i'm just blown away by it but even down to the beginning when lonigan doyle lonigan the villain the irish man he wants to see the bookie and the, and the horse racer people and then they have to do this whole elaborate scheme of pretending to be painters miles from the Golden Girls is in this playing Kid Twist. I love names. That's of who that is. I knew I knew that face. That's Miles. Oh my God. Okay. It's so funny that he sounds exactly the same. Damn, Miles. They have this whole operation, like Rob is saying, everybody is involved in this. Either sometimes they're doing scenes and all of a sudden they're just like, okay, everybody. And the whole scene breaks character and there's 30, 40 people involved in these things amazing and i will say this the supporting cast in general is really good i enjoyed pretty much every character especially the announcer guy he's been in a lot of stuff like the one who was pretending to be the you know, horse the, editing, the, yeah like i his character was great i thought also lanigan gets in on this by betting on horses you know from an inside job or or whatnot from yeah Hooker. they're pretending to work together now when the guy is calling you and giving you like would you be a would you have been able to remember all of that information never those horses would be mixed up continuously their names i was i'd have been like you gotta say it again call me back like every time he got a bet and he hung up and was like i know what to do and i'm like i would forget everything <laughs> i would not be able to remember all of this nope. I just, but okay so here's the biggest twist for me it was as we said before it was loretta Selino. okay I, i'm glad you brought this up because i wanted to talk about this again that was insane i had no idea because this random dude comes over and he just shoots this woman in the head and i like gasped i was like oh me my too. goodness I I was like, they just killed a chick for no reason. What is going on? And then it was explained that Lanigan put her there and it made sense. And I was like, well, why didn't she do it last night? And he says, why didn't we do it in bed? And it made to, she's a professional. She's, there was a witness. There was that nosy ass neighbor across. That the was freaking amazing, Rob. I had no idea. No clue. She seemed like the sweetest woman ever and helped him like hide in the bathroom. All of that. So I just couldn't believe her long game was legit. She was going to kill you, kid. Her name is Loretta Salino. Lonigan's people set her up in the diner. Come on. Let's get out of here. Come on! That was the scene for me that I also... I'm glad that Rob said he gasped because I actually audibly gasped out loud too. We kind of see from the setup of the night before when they do sleep together. And she's just supposed to be this waitress. I, uh... I was wondering if you might want to come out for a while, maybe have a drink or something. You move right along, don't you? Hey, I don't mean nothing by it. I just don't know many regular girls, is all. You expect me to come out, just like that? If I expected something, I wouldn't still be standing here in the hall. I don't even know you. You know me. I'm just like you. Two in the morning and I don't know nobody. By the way, God forgive me, this woman was probably supposed to be in her late 20s, early 30s. She looked like she was 75 already. <laughs> yeah, whatever, God forgive me. They sleep together, but then we see that there's this gloved gentleman watching, or we don't know who it is at the point, but there's someone watching with a glove on across the window, and you're thinking that they're going to kill off Robert Redford. And he's walking towards this woman, Loretta, and when this gentleman comes behind and actually shoots her, the bullet hole goes right in her head like rob said yes but he's just like i was working for you this jolly man like oh he sent me to look for you that's loretta <laughs> loretta something she's known assassin 
So I didn't know who Selena was. And then if you remember earlier, the other hitman guy who was tasked to finding Hooker, he gets shot in an alley and he goes, Selena, what are you doing? And then he gets shot, right? Yes. Had no idea who now, the guy who got shot, did you recognize his young face? Or I should say younger face? That, so the character's name is Cole, I believe. <laughs> oh, Cole, okay. That is Father Thomas from Sister Act 2. Oh, I need to look at this man. He was the angry oh, one. Yes! The Brett, yes, yes! With the Brett, yeah. Face. I could not believe that was him. I recognized him immediately. Brad Sullivan. Yep. Totally him. Yes, I could totally picture him with that face. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to smile. Oh, I love it. Great So, another thing that was kind of shocking, too. So, his very last phone call that he gets for the race, right? And this is the big one. Like, we're going to go all on. And he calls him, and he was like, place it on Lucky Dan. Now, this is totally different than how he would say every other bet. He would be very specific about what it is that you're supposed to bet on. And he goes, place place it on Lucky Dan. And while that could be confusing or read differently, he took it as, oh, Lucky Dan's going to win the whole thing. So he puts all his money in to win. And then the guy comes out and he was like, no, you were supposed to do place place it on lucky dan i was like first of all you've never said it like that so how's i supposed to know but that was all done on purpose it was meant to confuse him and i just thought that was a really good twist and so the money is gone and they robbed him of over five hundred thousand, which apparently is huge in 73 because i was like okay is the con over was that it just for 500 grand i was like inflation this shit ain't nothing well, that's well, pennies. It was, but it was really 1936 so oh, i guess 36 right then, that's was, right you're right yeah so no, it was sure. I guess, my God, like, whoo. But yeah, the wording was definitely different. And I did catch that, but I didn't really think of it. But then when it came into fruition and it was just like, no, I said place it. I was like, I had to rewind it and see if he said it that way. And he did say it that way. And I was like, I know I didn't misunderstood him. So I just thought that was great. But see, we think that's going to be the twist. Then the police raid comes and then the shooting comes that they both do it like a double. It's like a double assassin. Yeah. Yeah, so they got taken out, Rob, and the fact now they could live lives that they were both killed. This is Charmed Season 8 all over again. <laughs> well, I I called all of that out. I knew they weren't dead. There was no way they were going to end it like that. Well, I thought <laughs> one got the blank bullet, but then for sure I thought I thought Henry. Newman was actually killed. Gotcha. Well, sure. No, and that, that totally makes sense. I, I didn't suspect about the cop. I just figured, like, it's a little too easy. I mean, we just got this con, and all of a sudden you're just going to erase it all by killing the two leads? That just doesn't make sense. I thought it was done well. I mean, he was witness to it, and that's the other thing, too, is that he needed to see it happen which is why i I knew that he had done it yeah i thought the plan worked out great everybody got their cut and it just you know justice for luther i thought i just thought that was awesome it was a nice story i do appreciate that this whole thing was done to avenge somebody that was your friend your co-worker your comrade your accomplice i mean it's a great message to start a life of crime for if you're doing it for anything rob do it do it for your friend (laughs) and oh my my god was robert redford so fine in this movie and i know paul newman was god rest his soul a looker too but he was toned down in this movie compared to redford i think they made oh him they really god. played up that newman was supposed to be older but he does have beautiful blue eyes still um newman. redford could get it oh he looks <laughs> so good in this movie him and that big clown tie that's for sure he could have done much better than 80 year old loretta <laughs> yeah so i i at the end of the day i am very happy that i saw this movie there were a few things of course that i could have gone without but at the end of the day it's good to add this to my repertoire that i have seen this oscar-winning film and to get a, l- a little bit more exposure of robert redford who i don't know that well so I thought that was great. That's what I took away from this as well. I enjoyed it all in all. There's a charm to older movies. I am a fan of older films, black and white films and things like that. But there is a charm to certain movies. But at the end of the day, I'm glad I got to experience this with you as well because never seen it. And it's probably a movie that out of the scheme of things when we're bombarded with media continuously probably would have gotten lost in the shuffle and I never would have gone out of my way to see it. 
So when the opportunity comes around like this, it's wonderful. Perfect. So thank you. Of course. Now, the movie, unfortunately, is not free on any streaming site. So unless you own it, this will be an average of four bucks to rent. I think it's worth the watch once and you know take it all in and be like okay i get it i think it was worth it uh and trust me this will not be the last again i think that this show has an opportunity to explore a lot of these movies that were in the 70s or maybe even further back you know with ryan say he'll he'll let me know but yeah we got to start doing that and and obviously to reach out to a different audience too because if you allow me to do it it, it's going to stay in the 90s forever like i wouldn't even touch the 80s like i am all about the 90s so you know i'm forcing myself to branch out and hopefully you guys enjoyed this review of the sting i hope we made sense i got the characters confused their names halfway through radical ones forgive me but it wouldn't be a movie if i didn't review it wrong so there's that rob when you're not hanging out over here where can the lovely people find you Currently in its last season, Brunch with the Hollowells, a charm podcast, is reviewing the very last season of the original series that is currently happening right now. And I am still posting old recordings of reviews that I did in 2020, just basically emptying out the vault on Movie Geek and Proud, which is a movie podcast. Both shows can be found on most podcast apps. Before Disney puts that movie back in the vault, you gotta go see Rob's stuff. They don't do that anymore do they disney they don't put them in the vault anymore now the vault is on disney plus yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh and you can reach the radical retro rewind podcast all one word on instagram and if you want to send in that voicemail please we would love it it's on the anchor website you could leave multiple voicemails we do that over on brunch with the hollowells it's so fun to be able to hear viewers actually speak to us and hear their take on things, Rob. So I hope someone does it. If you do leave a review for us, we will share it on the Instagram and we will read it on the podcast as well. So if you want to shout out, we will definitely do that for you. Thank you again for being here for another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. And we'll be back with more retro goodness soon. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.